what's going on everybody hey hey happy friday happy friday welcome back to the secret plays podcast we are back and we're better than ever because we just had christmas <laughs> our first christmas our first christmas babe rate it one through ten was 2023 your favorite christmas of all time it was the best christmas of my life what did you enjoy the most i think we had a really simple christmas yes we did we had a really simple christmas we woke up we made um different christmas shaped pancakes so can you tell everybody just to let everybody know how great my pancakes are honestly you don't know how to make a lot of things but pancakes i will give it to you that's that's me preparing to be a dad y'all i make the best pancakes in the freaking world i will that's probably the only thing i boast about in the kitchen yeah i think that's the only thing you can boast about <laughs> okay cool. but i think my i think my steaks are pretty good too but that's a that's a conversation for a different day um but yeah christmas was fantastic it was so cozy we had christmas at both of our family's houses too which was awesome um a lot of uh family time a lot of re relaxation um some new christmas traditions that we started off with which have been so cool and i can't wait to continue to do them every single year now okay i have a question for all the couples okay do do y'all start traditions with your partner and consider your future children in them like are we the only ones that did that let us know honestly <laughs> i wonder i was like are we just like extra are we like just making traditions in hopes that when we have kids we'll be doing the same thing for years to come or do does everyone do that i don't think we're crazy i just think that means that we just love i our mean kids. i know we're crazy okay <laughs> but <laughs> um but no i think i think it's cool i honestly think that it's so cool to be preparing for your kids before you even have kids you know then you could tell them like yeah this is what we did i mean we, we made did. a vlog too we did we made a little vlog I just to you were telling them that. <laughs> i know we made a little vlog just to kind of let them know like hey man this was this was our first married christmas so get used to it because this is what we're going to be doing for the rest of your at least until you're 18 and then you know when you're off to college or university whatever they decide to do but again no they're still going to come home for christmas sure we'll see but i think it was fantastic um obviously we're still in the holiday season we've got new year's coming up and in the new year you know what that all means um that means football season is coming to an end what? which oh is my gosh. which is really sad um i'm choking up a little bit here um but yeah football season's coming to an end but you know that's not really what we're talking about new year's did is anyone else walk into their husbands watching football on christmas day or was it just me i think i think i i i, I, I could speak for a lot of people i think that did happen i mean we talked to my brother and my dad and they watched christmas football games all day long i know and your mom was not having it but i mean you know <laughs> it is what it is but yeah the new year's is upon us we're a couple of days out um but thank you for tuning in today um, we're so grateful to be joining you wherever you are, um, and we just can't wait to get into today's topic. Um, it honestly was, uh, I think it was Christmas night. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take you guys on a little bit of story time, story time with Akash. Um, so it was Christmas night, and we just f finished up everything, all the um, traditions, all like the Christmas dinner, which my wife absolutely killed it. She made an incredible Christmas dinner, so shout out, Miriam. Um, and I remember I was just about to get ready to go to bed and like, I was just thinking about, um, the Christmas story a little bit. Um, we had watched also the chosen holy night 
kind of like a yeah it was really cute yeah a little um depiction of the the christmas story and yeah. i was sitting i was i was wondering as i was laying down and a thought kind of just arose in my mind where i was like man for us it is so easy to flip through the pages of the bible and just get to the next part like we don't have to wait to know the story that took place after jesus's birth Literally. you know what i mean like we can we can skip over pages and boom we're there at his first baptism his first revealing of who he is right and what it really got me um and something that i feel like god really wanted us to talk about and share about as we're heading into this new year season mm-hmm. um was to wait on him i think a lot of what we want to focus on today is waiting on god and just like him speaking to me on this on this um on this topic of like he wants to reveal himself in our situation yeah you know what i mean like jesus was born and it took 30 years there was still a gap of 30 years before he stepped on the scene to do his first um like just to reveal himself to to have that baptism for the father to reveal like this is my son in whom i'm well pleased but in between that was 30 years Mm -hmm. and for us for us, it's incredibly easy just to flip between the pages and get there. But I was thinking about all those people that heard about the Messiah. The Messiah was born. People were shouting about it from the streets, yeah. talking about it. It was happening at every single dinner party, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like the Messiah is here. The Messiah is here. And the only kind of like collection of Jesus's upbringing was when he was 12 years old. And in between all of that, there's nothing. Nothing was shared about him. But we knew that the news was spreading. Everybody knew the Messiah was born. And I could only imagine like Jesus walking up and down those same streets that he's about to perform miracles on. But he's just there living. He's living. He's growing. He's maturing. Like he spends 30 years doing that without revealing himself. And I think like that's such a that's such a crazy thing. And like we don't really talk about it that much. Yeah. And I feel like the the world that we live in right now is so like um results and outcome yeah like we need things to happen quick Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and to think that like jesus was born as a baby i mean we don't have a kid yet but like i can only imagine what mary and joseph were thinking when they saw like oh my goodness the son of god is going to be coming in the form of a human baby yeah not some grown angel falling out of heaven or flying like you know what i mean like it was nothing like that it was a full-on growth of a human body like it took 30 years for him to become an like to become an adult to grow facial hair all these things like just natural things that sometimes we overlook but it just got my mind stirring a little bit on that and so i think like as we head into this like new year and as we like are thinking about the promises that we're waiting on from god And all these things, you know, some things that we are praying for and believing for, we really want this to be encouraging for all of us, even for us too, because we're waiting on some things. We're believing God for things as well for 2024. Yeah. And we're going to be planning those things as well. Um, But I really wanted to just hit on this. um, And this is something that I just want to just focus on for today is God wants to reveal himself in your situation. For sure. I think that's going to be so important to reflect on. And I want to focus on just a little story from the Bible in John chapter 7. And just a little bit of context here. Um, So this is when Jesus was um, a grown-up. Like he was 
30 years old. He was about to, like, he was in his ministry, starting it out, all that stuff. And he was healing people and all that stuff, but still he wasn't revealing himself. And I remember you talked about this a little bit, babe, where you're like, it's so funny how, like, Jesus, after every miracle, told people not to say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he told them not to say a word about who he is. And I think that was so fascinating. And it says here in John chapter 7, verses 2 to 8, But when the Jewish festival of tabernacles was near, Jesus' brothers said to him, Leave Galilee and go to Judea, so that your disciples there may see the works you do. No one one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers did not believe in him. Therefore Jesus told him, My time is not yet here. Hmm. For you, any time will do. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that its works are evil. You go to the festival. I am not going to come up to this festival because my time has not yet fully come. And what's crazy about this too is like, even after he says he's not going, you know how like Jesus is kind of like, you know, always in the crowd, sneaking around. Like he's, he's always there just sneaking around doing his thing. Sneaking is a crazy word for Jesus. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but it's crazy because he went up to that festival anyways but he went in secret he disguised himself he was walking around the crowds and there were rumors and whispers about jesus and people were like oh like he's a good man some Mm -hmm. people are saying like oh no he's just deceiving people but you could tell like these rumors these stories all these things were starting to happen within the cities within the people and jesus was content to still wait until it was the right time because he knew that he had a purpose right he knew that he had a focus yeah and i feel like that's something that for the things that we're waiting for for the things that we're believing god for is such an important thing to have as well this mindset of like no like god wants to reveal himself he has a greater plan like he has so many pieces to the puzzle that we don't know but that's where our strength grows that's where our faith grows i can i can only imagine the amount of people that were in the streets that day you know clinging onto faith, believing all oh, the Messiah is here. He's going to redeem Israel. He's going to redeem the nation. Like, it's just so crazy. And so these are some, just some ta- like some thoughts, some stories in the Bible, some context of like waiting on God and letting him reveal himself in the situation. Yeah. I think that that's so powerful, babe. I think it's so important to see that even Jesus waited, you yeah. know, and there's so many stories in the Bible that it's a, it's a good reminder. It's like what we need to go back to, to see that all the promises that God's promised us came to pass. Yeah. But in his timing, Isaiah 60, 22 talks about, I, the Lord will make it happen at the right time yeah. at my time. And I know it doesn't feel like it, but we do want it to happen in God's time. 100%. We do want God's will over our life. It's hard. It really is. Yeah. It's, dreadful the waiting season is i think we're in the waiting season for 99 percent of our life 100 percent. like whether like let's just say we're waiting for someone's waiting for a husband mm-hmm. and then after the husband you're waiting for marriage yep. after marriage you're waiting for a child after yep. a child you're waiting for i don't know a job yeah after that you're waiting for whatever it is you're always waiting for something so true and so I've grown to really love the waiting season mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because in the waiting season, there's so much fruit. There's so much revelation. There's so much intimate time with the Lord. There's so much um, relationship being built. Yeah. Um, and I think like 
we as believers need to accept the waiting season. Yeah, yeah. we need to dwell in the waiting season. Yeah. We need to praise in the waiting season. Yeah. We need to, we need to know we need to know how to live in the waiting season. Hundred percent. I think it really takes like it's it's this practice of humility. Right. Like, you really need to humble yourself before the Lord so that in due time he will lift you up. Right. And I feel like, I feel like when we're in those seasons of waiting, whether you're waiting for a spouse, you're waiting for a child, you're waiting for a job, you're waiting for a promise of healing or, um, you know, redemption, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, we got to realize that in that waiting season, you know, God is helping us to become more like him. He's instilling the character of who he is in our heart. You know what I mean? So like so good. when you're humbling yourself before God, that's going to enable you to humble yourself before your spouse. Mm-hmm. That's going to enable you to humble yourself to admit when you're wrong in front of your children, to admit when, you know, you made a mistake that led to um, the the little valley that you had to walk through. All these things are a part of our character development so that we can become more like Christ. We can become more like God because we are made in his image. Right. Yeah. And it really is a posture of humility and a posture of surrender to be like, Lord, if I don't surrender this to you, if I don't give this over to you, like pride is going to take me over. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you give it to me when I'm prideful, then you're not going to get the glory. Right. Right. So sometimes God really does wait for us to be in such a humble state and and in a a posture of surrender because he knows once, once we receive it in that state, we'll give him all the glory because we know where our source is. Yeah. Right. And I think like, it's just so important to kind of share about that. Um, openly and honestly, like be vulnerable about it. Right. And I think it's going to lead to some massive fruit that gets planted in your life. Right. So I think it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's been really cool just to kind of like have these thoughts and, you know, I'm glad that we're talking about it today. Yeah. yeah. I also, our pastor recently um, preached a word on this about, how it's just, if we knew everything and if we got everything in the timing that we wanted and we desired and we thought was best for our life, yeah. God wouldn't have anything to do. Yeah. Like God couldn't be God if we did things the way we wanted to. Yep. If the things that we wanted happened at the time that we wanted. Yep. And so your job is to obey mm-hmm. and God's job is to make it happen yep. in his time and it will be good yeah it will be good mm-hmm. it will be the best thing that could happen yeah it would be better than you could even imagine and um i've been really living in that i've been really dwelling That's in that good. and understanding that like i want this but like a lot of even like our prayer life has changed babe yeah like we used to pray about things we wanted because we know that god wants to know the desires of our heart 100 percent but understanding that the desires of my heart should be what God wants for me. Yeah. And so our prayer life changed. We're like, God, in your timing, may this happen. Mm-hmm. And we will be happy and we will rejoice in the waiting. And we are here patiently waiting for you to reward us yeah. and to give us this and to feed us and all these things. And yeah. um, we really see the fruit of it. Yeah. I feel like it's been really... Um, enabled us to live more contently and to have a life where we are able to um, reap the fruit that we do have so true. and continuously sow. Those who those who sow in tears will reap with joy. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And I think that's like a principle that I'm living my life in right now. 
and really understanding that there's so much that we can learn in the waiting like the lord wants to renew your strength in this season yeah he wants a communion with you he wants a relationship with you if anything i've learned is that the waiting season is just like it's like a room of just you and the lord Mm -hmm. and you're learning and you're getting to know him you're trusting him you're learning about your ancestors yeah yeah, you know like just going through all the stories about like how abraham had to wait for 25 years and Mm -hmm. jesus waited for 30 years and moses waited for 40 years and all these things and i find comfort in knowing that god had such a big calling on these lives Mm -hmm. and like such a big purpose had a big promise and it happened yeah and it happened and it was good yeah so true and i think like one thing that we kind of like remind ourselves of whenever we get a chance um it's something that i use as like a kind of like an affirmation almost Mm -hmm. and it's i I say this over myself and i say this to miriam a lot where i'm whenever we're talking about whenever we're in a stressed position or when we're wherever whenever we're in a place where we're not feeling the peace of god because we're wondering so much about the future and we're wondering so much about what's what we're waiting for and why is it taking so long and all these different things. One thing that I try and remind myself and I remind her about, and I would encourage you guys to also like speak this over yourself. Um, you know, just try and say this is like God's previous performance is an indication of his future performance as well. Like his past faithfulness is an indication of his future performance. Right. So sometimes we do have to go back and look at the faithfulness of God in our own lives and in the lives of other people as well. You know, yeah. he's placed people in your life for a reason for you to be able to use their testimony and use their story, you know, not as like a way of being jealous, but of a way of being motivated to know that it is possible for me too, right? Amen, yeah. So try and like use that as a way to encourage yourself whenever you feel like you're dwelling too much about the future or you're waiting for something and you're feeling like your strength is being taken away from you or you're becoming weary, you know what I mean? Like use these like use these words use scripture to reassure you and give you your strength back right i think it's super important um to make sure that we lean on the source when we're in those seasons right yeah and i remember earlier this year our pastor preached a sermon called ugly trust and he talked about the story of david and you know david was anointed to be king at a very 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 young age right and he had to wait Mm -hmm. and not only did he have to wait he had to endure running from the very king that he was to succeed who was trying to kill him. Talk about a situation that seems so unfair. You know what I mean? But he talked about it in that place of like during that time of David running from Saul, running from all of the death threats, all of these things, when he was anointed to be king, he didn't have to take that. He could have easily, he had, he had multiple opportunities to take Saul out. Right. But in that waiting period, in that time, in that gap where he was anointed to the place where um, the throne was waiting for him, he developed so much of God's character. He developed so much of God's mercy and love and forgiveness, right? And he became a leader. He became a leader that had godly characteristics, which the nation, nation needed. The nation was rebellious. The nation was in so much turmoil. And there was so much happening that was not of God in the nation of Israel at that time. Yeah. But David was being developed. David was being built to be the leader worth following for the nation of Israel that would lead them back to God, not far away from them. Right. So, you know, some things to remember, you know, your assignment 
may not look connected to the anointing. That's totally fine. Your stage is being set. Just remember that, um, you know, and you got to stay faithful, right? Your obedience. This is again, another reference to David, but something that I want to focus on. You can kind of fill in the gaps here of, um, something that you might be stewarding right now, but in David's context, you know, your obedience to the sheep you're entrusted with sets you up for the care of a nation. Right. You know, like so he, he was a man after God's own heart and he was only a man after God's own heart because he actually cared about the sheep. Yeah. He didn't care, you know, about the people that were royalty and living in fame and all that stuff who had all the money. He didn't just give them special care. He cared for the sheep, the people that nobody would look at. You know, he would tend them with love. He would kill the lion and the bear for those sheep, right? So it's just things like that. Like whatever you have that you are stewarding right now in the season of your life, no matter how small or insignificant it might feel, trust me, it is playing a part in you becoming the person God has called you to be for the situation that you're going to step into. Yeah. Your stage is being set. Yeah. Speaking on waiting, I know there's just so many people right now that are waiting for their man or woman of god yeah you know like it's a human thing we all want to be with someone we're not meant to do life alone and especially christians like we seek a godly relationship we seek someone that we can pursue the heart of the lord and um go through life with and live in abundance and we see all the fruit of marriage you know what is a time in your life? I know the story you're going to say, so I'm yeah. setting you up, babe. <laughs> what is a time in your life where you felt like you really had to wait on the Lord? Yeah, I think like, honestly, I'm always going to speak from this place of like, every single one of us who are waiting, all of us that are waiting for a significant other, like Miriam just said that it's not a bad thing. Like you don't have to feel like, oh, like I'm going to, I'm in a rut because I want this so badly. Like you should want that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's what the beginning of the Bible literally talks about after the creation of earth. He talked about man and woman, right? So mm-hmm. he talked about relationships. So for me, and it kind of echoes back to like David's story a little bit where I remember, um, there was a couple of years ago where I was pursuing Miriam a lot and she was pursuing me and we're in this season of, um, we were kind of like talking, but we weren't dating, but we were like hanging out a lot. Like we were on and off. Yeah. Like we were ha- like, it whenever, was confusing season. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> whenever we were hanging out, we were hanging out pretty much like every day. Yeah. So, um, take that as you will. If you want to call that dating, I don't know, but it for us it was dating. confusing. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So in that season, I remember like we tried so hard y'all. And when I say we tried, I mean, we tried, we tried so hard to get the wheels rolling, all that stuff. But now that I look back on it, and I wish I really saw this in the moment when this was happening, that to be real, I was not the godly man that she needed Mm. in that season, right? I did not have the characters of God, um, the qualities of God, like the qualities of of a godly man in my life in that season. I didn't. You know what I mean? I was just trying to be a charming guy. I was not in my Bible. I was not, I didn't have a relationship with God. I was just starting out with all of these things. And Miriam was a huge part in that story as well. Um, And I remember like, all I wanted to do was to be with her. All I wanted to do was date her. All I wanted to do was, um, you know, start our relationship. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to start it from the part, I wanted to start it from the place of like, 
where I was mentally, spiritually, and emotionally at that season of my life, which was not mature at all. You know what I mean? Like my whole life has just completely been changed by um, my relationship with Jesus. And he had a lot of work to do in me. Like he had a lot of things to sift out. He had a lot of things to refine and purify so that I could be more like him. And kind of like how I said before, that season really taught me humility. That season really taught me to humble myself before God as he works in my life so that I could be prepared to be the husband or even just the boyfriend that she needed me to be in that season and to this day. Um, But in that time, I didn't really see that. It was the first time in my life where I didn't get something when I wanted it. Yeah. Like that was really strange for me. That was a strange concept for me because a lot of things in my life before that flow naturally because I was just blindsided and I was chasing after things like going crazy. So (laughs) yeah, just, you know, crazy people life. But I realized in that season, I'm like, wow, I really didn't get Miriam to be my girlfriend when I wanted her to be. And that checked me. Like I had to have a heart check to be like, okay, why is this happening? And I realized that in that time, that gap that we had, that time where we weren't talking, we weren't in each other's lives, I was with God. Mm-hmm. I was spending time with him. He was teaching me about who he is, who, what are his characteristics, what are, um, what are his qualities. And those things were being placed into my heart. Those things were being, you know, demanded of me by God through relationships that I was having with my family, my uh, teammates, whatever it is, like all the people that were in my life at that time, besides Miriam, like I was in practice mode. I was in training mode. I was training how to be a Christian man of God with people that were not of the faith in my life. And so I realize now that I look back at it, it sucked. It was terrible. I didn't like it. But if it wasn't for that waiting season and that gap where Miriam had to be on her own and I had to be on my own, I would not be sitting here, sitting next to her as her husband. Like it just would not be possible. Yeah. I, that season was so confusing. Like, um, now that I look back at it, Agash and I, we were each other's first boyfriend and girlfriend back at 14 years old. Yeah. And we tried dating then too. <laughs> yep. We tried dating then too. And you weren't in the fate of that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, Loki, this is just not going to work out. Yeah. Because I need a man of faith and just all the things. He was a, a really mean guy to me. <laughs> But they heard the testimony, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we started, We tried dating at 14, yep. and it didn't work out. And then we tried dating years later yep. at like 20, yep. 19, I think. Yep. And it didn't work out. And But we always knew. Mm-hmm. I always knew I was going to marry a gosh. Mm-hmm. I just need, we just, it wasn't the right time. Yeah. And no matter how much we tried to make it work, it didn't work. Yeah. And those two years before we actually started dating, where we weren't dating, we were like talking on and off as friends only. We created boundaries. Yeah. Um, we were very much a part of each other's life, but like we would go months without talking. We, I remember having conversations about it later, babe, like when, when we were dating, mm-hmm. just like we really needed that. Mm-hmm. And thank God 100%. that we had that time of, you know, isolation from each other yeah um because yeah god wanted us to be together god wanted us to get married and we did Mm -hmm. but we needed to be apart 
And I'm saying this to all the people who are in their season of waiting and waiting for their partner. Sometimes you will know who you're supposed to be with, but sometimes it may not be the time. So true. I remember like I also wasn't in my Bible consistently. Mm -hmm. Like my relationship with God wasn't completely there and we had to wait. God was, I'm so grateful. God was being selfish with us. And he's like, no, I want you to spend time with me first. Yeah. And then we can see if this works and it will work. And when we did, when we both like were so solid in our faith, we finally came together and said, I think this is the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. We only dated for five months after that because it was in God's timing and we knew we wanted to get married. He wanted us to get married. And that's why it happened. I feel like that's why everyone, our parents, our family, like everyone, when we told them we wanted to get married, they're like, this is too quick. What's the rush? And we're like, no, like if only you knew, like we've been waiting for years. (laughs) That's so true. Yeah. I, I think like that is such an important phrase to focus on right there that whole thing of like if you only knew yeah and i want you guys like i want to say this to someone who's listening right now even though they might say to you wow that happened really fast for you or wow look at how much favor you have that just opened up for you overnight only if they knew Mm -hmm. the struggle that you went through only if they knew the you know the amount of times that you were there in your room on your knees praying Praying. out to god crying out to him asking him to open the door whatever it might be we're not just talking about dating or marriage or anything like that, but we want to talk about to every single situation that you might be facing, you know, anything. If only they knew the amount of time that went into it is, is it's so pivotal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Only people are going to see your highlight reel, but only, you know, the amount of time that you took to spend, to work it out and figure it out. And then only, you know, the fruits of it, only, yeah. you know, the benefits of it. Right. So I want to, I want to use this time just to encourage you. Don't give up. Keep going keep praying, keep believing, keep praising, yeah. keep giving God the glory because yes, you know what the promise is and don't let the enemy steal your promise from you. Amen. He's given you that promise for a reason. Mm-hmm. Hold on to that promise. Yeah. Work towards that promise, mm-hmm. right? Because you know that it's going to happen. Yeah. You can you can trust God. Again, remember his past, fa- past faithfulness is an indication of his future performance. Hold on to it. Keep going. Push. And we're gonna we're gonna be hearing testimonies left, right, and center of how God has been faithful, right? So I just wanted to take that time to encourage you guys because I feel like as soon as you said that, if you only knew, knew, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's so powerful. What about you, babe? What is what's like a time where you had to wait on God, and what are some things that you had to focus on in that season? I feel like we're talking about our relationship a lot, but no, talk about it's it. It's our life, yeah, right? Talk about it. <laughs> um, it was that season where we were waiting to get married. Yeah. So Akash and I wanted to get married right away after we got engaged because we didn't see the need <laughs> to have a long engagement yeah. and all of that. And there was a lot of people that did not want us to get married, like right away at least. Or um, it was a it was a rough time. Yeah. Um, our parents, our families, even like our pastors, like they felt like we shouldn't have, like we shouldn't be getting married so quick. Mm-hmm. And 
we just knew like i was like no like this is like this is it like we're supposed to get married like yep. things are happening it happened in good timing there was so much peace about it i remember praying against it i was like god okay this is not if not this, this is not the time you want us to get married right now you want a longer engagement um like give me lack of peace or something mm-hmm. and i think like in that season when we got our families to come together and um talk about we're like this is what we want and they were really asking us to wait and yeah we were like we can't like this is what we're <laughs> supposed to do oh that's a whole other episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it was very it was hard it was hard like i remember like crying constantly we would we were getting into like a couple like we would get into like arguments you and i yeah. and it was like a lot of what the enemy was trying to take away the promise from me yeah a promise of marriage, a promise of like a happily ever after and all the things. And, um, it was just like, it was just like really discouraging. Mm -hmm. And even like after we set our date, um, I I saw the fruit of the waiting because we were able to restore so much with my family and it was great. And we're so grateful because, you know, we love both sides of our family Mm -hmm. But in that season, my side of the family were very like supportive yeah. and they came around and they were loving on you in ways that I never thought were possible. Yeah. Like there was a time, oh my gosh, there was a time where it was, it looked so impossible for our families mm-hmm. to like each other, mm-hmm. like, like a gosh or like me and like, like us together. Yeah. Um, but God did his thing in that waiting. And yeah. then Agash and I decided like, okay let's push what we want a little further god's telling us to get married this year it needs to happen but let's push it a little like further to see um how we can make restoration happen here yeah because god is a god of restoration yeah but like any other i don't know if anyone else can relate but engagement season was like the hardest season for us in a relationship i think we really had to face adversities and trials and just a lot of turmoil yeah and there was like a part of me that was like, I don't even know if we're going to make it to the altar. It's crazy. And I like, I remember like I was battling this, just you and me, like we were not talking about it to anyone, not even our closest friends that could have yep. prayed for us. Um, but we were really battling it out individually. And um, I, ju- I just knew that it was like a waiting season. Like we were waiting for the promise of marriage. We were waiting for that vision that i got when i was seven years old that i was going to marry you yeah um but like it was a waiting season like waiting on our families waiting on all the things yeah waiting on an apartment like we didn't have a place to live we were two weeks out until getting married and still had no place to go yeah um and it was difficult like waiting on your family um but i just remembered that this was another season where God was going to strengthen our relationship. And this is going to be the most important season of our life. Um, It is quite literally the stage before we entered a new stage, a new altar of this covenant that we were going to start. And I wanted to make sure that I was going about it the right way and that we were going going about it the right way. So in this season of trials and tribulations and waiting and pain and all of that, I chose to praise. Yeah. 
I we both chose to praise we both encouraged each other to praise we made sure that we would be grateful for all the things that we had um and never let the enemy hear us say that Mm -hmm. we were unhappy Mm -hmm. or that we were not going to make it and all the things like we wouldn't even let him think confuse the devil yeah we were trying to confuse the devil out here so (laughs) true and so the song that we chose to use for me walking down the aisle was gratitude and i remember talking to you about it babe i was like this is the song that i want to walk down the aisle to it was an important song for our relationship i think it was one of our songs but i just remember um the bridge where it says come on my soul don't you get shy on me lift up your what was it lift up your song lift up your song because you've got a line in your lungs yeah so praise the lord yeah and I was literally repeating that to myself so many Mm -hmm. times Mm -hmm. in that season of waiting. I was like, come on my soul. Like I have to praise. I have to praise. Like no matter how much I was crying or we were arguing or we were fighting like family and all the things. (laughs) I was like, we have to praise. Like we cannot let the enemy think he got us. We cannot Mm -hmm. um, let the enemy hear us doubt the Lord. So we will praise your name. We are grateful. We thank you in advance for what you're about to do, Lord. Yeah, yeah. We know that it's going to be fruitful. And Amen. so walking down to that song was so emotional. Yeah. I just remember looking at you and you were. I was a mess. <laughs> I was an absolute mess. It was because like we find like that was a promise. Yeah. Like I was walking to my promise. Yeah. And I was like all the praise all the worship i was praising and worshiping all through down the aisle yeah to my promise and it was just such a god moment i was like this this was all worth it that's super powerful i love that whole like pivot to praise confuse the enemy yeah i mean no matter what situation you're facing right now no matter what you're going through like you can praise through it you know what i mean yeah you know instead of panicking through it you can praise through it and let the peace of god like rest over you amen you know what i mean i think it's so powerful and i think like one thing that i would encourage you guys with too um in this waiting season um is to surround yourself with people that would help you to find strength in god mm-hmm. and i want to share a little bit about from first samuel 23 verse 16 um this is when david was on the run from saul and he was hiding and he was just running around trying to escape and you know, he had this promise that he knew that he was going to inherit, but his situation didn't look like it. And Saul's sons, Jonathan, in uh, verse 16, it says, and Saul's, sons, and Saul's son, Jonathan, went to David at Horish and helped him find strength in God. So I want to encourage you to surround yourself with people that will help you to find strength in God in this season of your life when you're waiting. And I would also encourage you, be that friend. Yeah. Be that friend for someone as well. You know, I feel like in this waiting season, we can always get caught up in, you know, thinking about ourselves and, you know, trying to wait for our miracle or our blessing. But there are there are other people that we know that are believing God for a lot in 2024 or even just believing God right now in this end of year. So, Mm -hmm. you know, be that friend that helps someone find their strength in God and also make sure that you invite those people in that you trust that will also help you to find your strength in God as well in this season of waiting because it's powerful. It really is. You need it. We all need it. And yeah. Um, yeah. Just think, yeah. Yeah. Go, go, go for it. No, I was going to say like 
that whole thing is just so important and it's just like a lot it's just like a lot of equipment a lot of tools to combat the enemy and like fight off the enemy like praising is a great way to fight him off and having an army behind you an army of believers behind you is a great way to scare him off and so true another thing i think coming into the new year a lot a lot of us work on our prayer boards and we're even doing one yep um but i think like alongside of that like alongside of you writing down and praying over all the things that you're believing god for this year and all the things that you want out of this year and that's important and god Mm -hmm. wants to hear all of those things take a moment take an like take an evening take an hour with your friends yourself um your spouse your partner or whomever you want to take that time with sit down and reflect on all the things that he's already done in your life Amen. over the year of 2023 i know i can sit here and talk for hours with mm-hmm, you babe mm-hmm. about all the things that we've waited through so and true. all the things that he's done he has done so much for us yep. so much for us and with gratitude you can fight the enemy. Yep. You can fight through your waiting season by remembering all the things that he has already done. Yeah. He has already been so good to you. And if he can do that for you in 2023, he can do that for you in 2024. Amen. That's so good. So set your desires, set your yep. dreams, wait in that season, yep. but remember what he already did in your waiting seasons. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like fight the enemy with praise and gratitude. He will be so confused. So true. <laughs> Confuse the enemy, stomp on his head with praise, do it all. I think one thing that um I kind of want to leave with leave with everybody. Yeah. Um is have ugly trust. Have ugly trust this year, you know? And you know it was cool because ugly standing for an acronym that our pastor had and he says until God lifts you. Trust. Amen. Yeah, that was a good message. Until God lifts you. Trust have ugly trust, be praising, pivot to praise, all these things, you know, have that time of reflection. And 2024 is going to be an incredible year. We're believing that alongside you. Yeah. Um, and we're just so excited to see what God's going to do with this podcast too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we have so many things that we are praying for and believing for. And um, we're just so expecting to see all that God is going to do in the upcoming year. But um, have ugly trust. Have a wonderful new year. Celebrate, praise, worship, give God all the glory. And we cannot wait to see you in 2024. That is crazy. It's going to be an exciting year. I'm excited for all that he um, is going to do. And I'm thankful for all that he's going to do in advance. All right. Let me pray for everybody and then we'll, we'll go from there. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you, God, for everybody that is listening Um, under the sound of our voice right now, God, we pray a blessing over them. We ask that you would keep them. We ask that you would shine your face upon them, God. Mm -hmm. May they feel your peace. May they feel your comfort. May they feel rest and stillness, God, as they enter into a new chapter, into a new season, as they transition, Lord, into everything that you have for them, Lord. Everything that they're believing you for in 2024, may it come to pass at your timing, God. Amen. And we pray that in everything that we do, in everything that we're waiting for, that you would reveal yourself along the way. You would show us your character. You would show us your qualities so that we could also be those people that reflect your goodness, reflect your grace and your mercy, and reflect your love to all the people around the world, God, so that more will know about the goodness of God, that Mm -hmm. more will know about the Son of God, 
Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, in advance for everything that you are going to do in our lives. And we thank you. We set up a stone right here too, Lord, to say that thus far the Lord has helped us. Amen. So we thank you in advance for everything you're going to do. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Have yourself a great New Year's Eve. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about New Year's. Yeah. In the New Year. We love you guys. <laughs> All right. Peace. Bye, guys. Bye.